Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Monday, October 17th, and this is People Every Day. Happy Monday, everyone, and what a weekend. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, the proud mother of a brand new orange belt. Yes, my son's latest karate test was this weekend, and it was a success. But the fighting that you all care about is what went down at BravoCon this past weekend. There were stampedes, blowups, divorces, feuds, and major casting announcements. Seriously, all of the biggest shows on Bravo had something going on. So, of course, we will be joined by the man who literally wrote the book on the Real Housewives. It's called Not All Diamonds and Rosé. Our very own Bravo insider, Dave Quinn. But first, let's check in with what else is making headlines today. Just a few weeks after Hailey Bieber shut down long-standing rumors that she, quote, stole her husband Justin Bieber from Selena Gomez, the two women posed together for a photo. The Only Murders in the Building star joined forces with the model at the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures' second annual gala on Saturday night in L.A. The two looked to be on good terms at the event, hugged it out, and were all smiles for the impromptu photo op. Uh, Hailey recently appeared on the Call Her Daddy podcast to deny the rumors that she stole her world-famous hubby from Gomez. And Gomez and the Canadian-born singer famously had an on-again, off-again relationship for several years before Justin and Haley got together and eventually tied the knot. Now, stealing is a strong word, but it's not crazy to wonder if there was some overlap. To recap, in 2010, Justin and Selena began their relationship before going official in 2011. Then the two had a fairly public breakup in 2013. Enter Haley. Justin first met Haley back in 2009 at one of his Today Show appearances. After some run ins, the two reconnected at a church in 2014. In 2016, Justin and Haley broke up, and then we know Justin and Selena got back together from October 2017 through March of 2018. Then Justin and Haley rekindled things to the point where they were saying their I do's at a civil ceremony in September of 2018. All that said, this weekend, Selena's Lose You to Love Me lyrics seemed to ring true because she looked perfectly at peace, and there doesn't appear to be any lingering bad blood between her and Haley. On the other hand, Selena did write a song about killing them with kindness. But in all honesty, I I think things between them are good. And hopefully the internet trolls and social media gossipers can finally put this decade-long Disney star drama to rest. BTS is making some news, and it's not for making new music. In a move that's been dreaded by their fans for a while, representatives for the K-pop group confirmed that all seven members will be fulfilling their mandatory military duties. For those of you who may not know, it is a law in South Korea that all able-bodied men are required to serve between 18 and 21 months in the military before they turn 30. And a statement to the band's social media pages earlier today read, quote, 
Big Hit Music is proud to announce today that the members of BTS are currently moving forward with plans to fulfill their military service. The announcement comes on the heels of the band's free concert in support of South Korea's World Expo bid on Saturday, which saw BTS reunite to perform in front of 12,000 people in the city of Busan. There was some talk that the Butter Singers may be exempt, as South Korean law does have some exemptions for exceptional citizens like Olympic athletes and top classical musicians. But in this case, the group was met with stiff opposition from men who have completed their service and their appeal appears to have been dropped. As per the release, Jin, the oldest member of the band, will begin his service this month before he turns 30 in December, and he will then be following, quote, the enlistment procedure of the Korean government. The other BTS members plan to carry out their service based on their own schedule in the coming months and years. While the bandmates are currently out working on solo projects, in addition to fulfilling their military obligations, they are still on track to reunite in 2025. I doubt you, me, or anyone else knows what they'll be doing in 2025, but I bet we can expect to see billions of fans fawning over BTS once again. And now it's time to get into the Andy Cohen curated wine throwing and table flipping moments you've been waiting for as we dive into our official BravoCon recap. BravoCon has come and gone, but not without a bunch of bombshells. And you know, we cannot let it go by without breaking it all down. From Project Runway to every cast old and new of the Housewife franchise to Below Deck and Southern Charm, there was no shortage of dirt slinging or being able to get the dirt on your favorite reality superstars in person. To set the scene for us and give us the scoop on all the panels gone wild is a guy who was there for it all, People's Digital Editor and Bravo and Encyclopedia Dave Quinn. Now, before he says anything, I want to play a little clip of what he sounded like before BravoCon. So I'm excited to see it all go down. And, and now I give you post BravoCon Dave Quinn. How are you doing, Dave? I am a mess. <laughs> I think I made it eight hours of sleep over the past three days combined. Like it was oh. really intense. I mean, and a lot of fun, but we we really lived it up. <laughs> I can't imagine. Oh my gosh. I, I want you to set the scene for us. The Javits Center. It's just this huge convention space right on the water. So I, I'm curious how Bravo transformed it. It was absolutely incredible. What they actually did is they took over the entire lower level of the Javits Center. They split it into three major sections. One that was fully focused on a VIP experience where they had this incredible Bravo museum that you could walk through and all of these small breakout rooms where you could have interactive experiences, personalized cocktail hours, essentially, with Bravo liberties. Then there were three main stages in the other sections, and those main stages were where all the panels were at any time. So lots to choose from. There were bars. There were lots of photo ops. You could take a picture sitting in a tub that looked like <laughs> you were on the top of a below deck yacht. You could be in a ski lift like you were in the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And then an entire bazaar that you could walk through and buy all the individual products that all the housewives oh and my Bravo God. celebrities sell. So from Loverboy, various candles and wigs and sex toys and books and clothing lines. Now, what about the folks that turned out? Because I saw this one clip of this one woman dressed up like Teresa Giudice at her wedding. What did you see that you loved among the, the guests, I'll say? 
I definitely saw a few Teresas walking around. There were a lot of Bravo cosplay. There was a lot of just fun fan-made shirts. If you've ever been to Disneyland or Disney World, there's always fans walking around with these unique shirts that they made. It was the same sort of experience. What do you think was the biggest event that happened that people just couldn't miss? There were three panels that I would say were like the biggest panels of the day. The first was the Real Housewives at Beverly Hills panel, which actually turned into a bit of pandemonium when the organizers accidentally sort of removed the curtains to the side of the room so that people waiting who couldn't get into the room could see it. And fans actually bum-rushed the stage. So what happened is that there's usually kind of a separation between the stage and the chairs and flooded the aisles. And they were kind of pushing past people who had VIP passes and things like that because they wanted to watch this panel. And of course, they all had to be removed from the room and they reset the room before they even allowed anyone on stage. They told the crowd that they were likely going to cancel it if they didn't get out of the room. So it Uh was a big mess. Very rowdy crowd of Bravo Liberty fans. They were booing Lisa Renna on stage. It was the oh. most talked about panel, I would say. And then the others would be the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City panel, which turned into a live reunion of sorts with women just screaming at each other and crying. <laughs> It was a sight to see. And the Married to Medicine panel as well got very, very heated. So those were really the main talks of BravoCon. Drama. Oh, my goodness. And then also there was this Legends Ball, right? What was that about? So Andy Cohen actually did five Watch What Happens Live, live tapings throughout the weekend, starting on Friday with the Legends Ball, in which he welcomed 140 Bravo celebrities from across the network, past, present, they're on stage at the same time. That actually aired on television last night. It was just a complete party. And then he did four other shows. The one that I am telling you everyone is going to be talking about, it was like the, a, a, a gathering of shade assassins. From shade across. assassins. Yes. Yeah, so you had people like Phaedra Parks and Kenya Moore. Oh, yes, you honey. had Candace Diller Bassett. Even people like Margaret Josephs and Tamara Judge. Just the most outspoken quad from Married to Medicine. Outspoken shady ladies all <laughs> throwing shade at one another. It was a delightful evening. I know one of the feuds we spoke about last week was between Teresa Giudice and her brother and sister-in-law, Melissa and Joe Gorga. So I'm hearing this feud did not disappoint over the weekend. It kind of reached a fever pitch to the point that they couldn't even be together, right? So when BravoCon was initially announced, there were two Real Housewives in New Jersey panels. One was with all the women and one was with all their husbands. What they ended up doing was switching it and actually splitting the cast and their husbands in two. So it was Teresa and Louis, Dolores and Frank Catania, her ex-husband, who is a mainstay on the show, and Jennifer Aiden and her husband, Bill, on one panel. And then Melissa and her husband, Joe Gorga, on another panel alongside Margaret and Jackie Goldschneider and their men. And the reason why they split that is up for debate. I have heard from my Bravo sources that the big reason was that they knew there was such tension between the women and that because they haven't filmed a reunion yet, they didn't want this to turn into a battle. Now, there's been... Also claims that Melissa and Joe had said that Teresa was the reason why Mm. this split happened, that she requested it. She kind of denied that. Andy kind of confirmed that it happened because of this feud and didn't really say why. Each, of course, said pretty nasty things about the other in their panel in interviews. And remind me, why didn't Melissa and Joe go to the wedding? 
So Melissa and Joe didn't go to Teresa's wedding because something happened in the finale taping of the season, of which we don't really know yet. Sources have told us essentially accusations came out about Melissa and Joe's marriage that they were very offended by. They made a decision not to attend the wedding at the last minute. And I guess we're all going to have to kind of watch what happens to see how that goes comes about. But yeah, I mean, it was really intense and it actually culminated in this off-camera feud that happened. So everyone was at the Gansevoort Hotel in the meatpacking district. And on the wee hours of Sunday morning, the women were coming back from a party and Melissa and Jennifer Aiden exchanged some words and Jennifer got angry and threw a glass of water. (gasps) Not at Melissa and Joe, but at a member of their team, and it landed on a member of security who was trying to break up the whole situation. Wait, and this is off camera. This is off camera, though. There were so they weren't even rolling. There were so many fans flooding the Gansevoort all weekend that somebody picked up their phone and caught the drink throw happening. So I love those sorts of situations. I just wish that, you know, we got to see it all play out. I, for one, am here for a drink toss. Well, guys, there is a lot more to get to. We have not even begun speaking about our West Coast Bravo liberties. More with Dave in a minute. We are not done yet. There is plenty more BravoCon chatter coming your way. But before we get back into Bravo land, we're going to take you to another far-off land, the UK, and run through the latest headlines surrounding the royal family. And yes, we have an update on Queen Elizabeth's corgis to get to. So stay right there. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back, and it's time to catch you up on the latest news coming out of the royal family. On Saturday, Princess Eugenie wished her mother, Sarah Fergie Ferguson, a happy birthday on Instagram with a caption that read, quote, half an hour left to go on October 15th, 2022, but better late than never. Happy birthday, my dear mumsy, which was followed by several heart and kissing emojis. In the photos, we see the mother-daughter duo on various outdoor excursions, including some with Eugenie's sister, Princess Beatrice and her husband, Jack Brooksbank. The Duchess of York celebrated turning 63 with her own social media posts, including several pictures of herself playing with her corgis, who she adopted following Queen Elizabeth's death earlier last month. The caption on her corgis read, The presents that keep giving. The post was accompanied by a gallery of the Duchess posing with the very happy pups on the lawn. Fergie previously told The Telegraph that it was a big honor to look after the late Queen's corgi. Mick and Sandy. And I must say, from the looks of it, she and those dogs are pretty happy together. 
Now, speaking of Queen Elizabeth, following her death, more than 1,000 Paddington and teddy bears were placed outside the royal residences in London and Windsor by public mourners. The bears were left as tribute to the Queen, and on Saturday, Buckingham Palace, the Royal Parks, and Barnado's Children's Charity announced the decision to gift the bears to the charity, a nonprofit organization that the late monarch passed to Queen Consort Camilla back in 2016. A press release stated that the teddy bears will all be professionally cleaned and delivered in the coming weeks. Along with the announcement, the palace released a photo of Camilla surrounded by dozens of the very snuggly-looking bears. I am sure Queen Elizabeth will be very pleased to know that her corgis have found a loving home and to hear that all of the bears will make hundreds of new friends through one of her favorite children's charities. Birthdays and corgis and teddy bears, oh my. Uh, But now that you're caught up on the latest from the royal family, we have to get back into the beast that was this weekend's BravoCon. Our BravoCon coverage continues. These headlines coming out of the Javits Center in New York City this weekend covered every part of my news feed, and there is still so much more to talk about. Lucky for you listeners, our Bravo scholar and people digital editor, Dave Quinn, is still here with us to break down the biggest moments from the convention. Let's keep it in the tri-state area. Real Housewives of New York had a pretty major overhaul as they announced the new women that will be a part of this legendary franchise. So what do you know about it, and are any of the Roni originals going to be a part of it at all? What Bravo decided to do is to split The Real Housewives of New York City into two. They're rebooting the original franchise, The Real Housewives of New York City, with a whole new cast of women. And then they're going to create a show that they're calling internally Legacy. We don't know what it will be called. And that will inevitably involve all of the original housewives, so the Jill Zarins, the Luans, the Ramonas of the world. That has not been officially confirmed as to when filming or who is going to be in that cast. What we did find out is the new cast of the Real Housewives of New York City franchise, which includes the women of all diverse backgrounds, including probably the most popular and well-known, Jenna Lyons, who Mm, uh, mm -hmm. is very famous for her time working at J. Crew. I think she was the creative director. That will, of course, be exciting. We also do have a woman who will be the first Indian housewife amongst the crowd. So I am excited for what that will look like. We didn't really get to hear much from them. I heard that actually contracts were signed for some of them hours before the announcement. So there was still oh. there was still a lot uh, going into this. Team. I love ladies who lawyer up and get their, get their checks. One of the biggest stories on People.com this morning was that Real Housewives of Potomac alum Monique Samuels is divorcing her husband, Chris Samuels, after 10 years of marriage. The couple shares children together, two boys and a girl. We don't know much yet about why they are splitting up. And oh, what did Monique's former co-star Ashley Darby say about her friend at BravoCon this week? Yeah, so this was a big news. I mean, Monique was a member of the Real Housewives of Potomac. She left after a pretty epic battle between co-star Candace Dillard Bassett. And since then, her and Chris, when we saw them on the show, they seemed to be a really strong, happy couple. They were having children. They were co-parenting really well together. But then she got another show, and she's been on Love and Marriage DC over on the OWN Network. So we saw one season of the show, and in the first season, she was really honest about some of the struggles in her marriage. Her and Chris were butting heads a lot, really struggling with business and him not showing up to the plate as much as she wanted him to be. She is a very driven person and really seemed to present a case that Chris was not the partner that she needed at that time. Now, 
It's important to note that Monique and Chris have seemingly debunked the news that the two of them are splitting up, but we have very strong sources here who have said that they are separating. They posted something on their Instagram story, kind of flashing a ring and laughing together. This could be something where they are in the midst of a separation and they're trying to work it out. But Ashley Darby, Monique's former co-star on Potomac and good friend, did say on the panel of the Real Housewives of Potomac that she had just seen Monique and that she's going through something. And then last night on the taping of Watch What Happens Live, Ashley opened up more about it, saying she seems to be good. I think they're just taking a break and I think that they'll reconcile. But she did confirm that they were separated and did confirm that that is exactly what Monique had told her. So I definitely stand by people's reporting here. Mm, interesting. Well, Monique and Chris weren't the only ones making divorce headlines. The Real Housewives of Orange County star Shannon Bedore had a few things to say about her ex, David Bedore, withdrawing his divorce filing from his current wife. Oh, my God. I mean, this is Shannon Bedore once again making headlines she can't keep. She does not believe that they are getting divorced. She says that she saw an Instagram story that Leslie had posted that seemed to show David wearing a wedding ring again. So she thinks that they're back together. I'm not sure whether that's true or not. I've gone out to David for comment and for Leslie. So there's clearly something going on with these two. This is so weird. And so his ex is like, no, they're still together. I'm like so confused. <laughs> well, it's well, very well, confusing. Before I let you go, Dave, a big moment that happened at BravoCon was that fans were treated to a sneak peek of season three of The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. And you actually moderated that panel, the Ultimate Girls Trip panel. And the ladies are heading to Thailand this time. And you better believe there will be drama. So what happens in that clip and what can you tell us from sitting down with that crew? Well, it was incredible. I was able to moderate this panel because there were so many wild, outspoken Bravo celebrities on the stage. I had the entire cast of The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip 2, and then I was joined by almost everyone from three. We had Real Housewives in New York City's Leah McSweeney, Potomac's Giselle Bryan and Candace Dillard-Bassett, Salt Lake City's Heather Gay and Whitney Rose, and Miami's Alexia Nepola and Marisol Patton. I couldn't believe all of them together, but it looks like Thailand is going to be incredible. Incredible. Lots of fighting going back and forth. Candace calling Portia out for allegedly stealing another housewife's husband. I mean, I don't know how Thailand is going to survive this. Oh, no. I'm very excited. And it was the first any of the women had even seen of this footage. So we all got to experience it together in real time. It was an incredible treat for all of us. I cannot wait. That premieres in 2023. And the crowd was a little frustrated by that. But as I remind you all... We're at the end of October almost. I mean, 2023 is not far away. Well, this trip sounds nothing short of entertaining. And Dave, that's all this episode was for me, is entertaining. Listening to you recap all of the craziness that was this weekend. Do me a favor, rest your voice, okay? I will. <laughs> Get some rest. And thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you so much for having me. 
Our last story involves two of my very favorite things, waffles and former first lady Michelle Obama. (laughs) Over the past few years, the Obamas have been working with Netflix to produce a variety of shows, including a favorite in my house, Waffles and Mochi, which is a show starring two puppets, Waffles and Mochi, who teach kids about the fun ways they can eat healthy and try new foods. The very funny duo is back for a second installment called Waffles and Mochi's Restaurant, and the new season drops today. Season two features the return of Waffles and Mochi, who are now chefs at their very own restaurant. Each episode, they are joined by famous chefs, friends, and neighbors, and that includes the former first lady. She stops by this season to help the pair realize their restaurateur dreams and provide produce from her magical grocery store. In a recent interview with the good folks over at Recess Therapy, Mrs. Obama spoke about why she's so passionate about providing children with a voice and an education. They're open, they, they are ready to learn. Making this investment now, you know, when they're young, it does pay off. You know, even if they want to pretend like they're not listening when they're teenagers, they, they come back to the, the foundation of what they learn from you. I couldn't agree more and love that so much. Waffles and Mochi's Restaurant is available to stream on Netflix starting today. And once my kids get home from school, we will absolutely be watching. And now I want some waffles and some mochi, actually. Well, thank you all for kicking off this week with us. I'll see you back here tomorrow for more People Every Day.